This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. All right, yeehaw, Smash. You're listening to the Mark Milton Show. With the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios here in Kirkwood and presented by STLTaxLawyer.com. Miller Furniture, as you know, Smash locations in Belleville and Lake St. Louis yep. for all your home furniture needs. Be sure to check them out. Our intro song, Should Have Been a Cowboy, we often joke that rather than you being a, been. instead of a tax lawyer, I should yeah. have been a, a cowboy or at least roadside saddle for somebody else who knows how to ride a horse. But but in, the, in a way, you being the St. Louis tax lawyer, STLTaxLawyer.com, you are a cowboy because sometimes that tech stuff is the wild, wild west. It can be. It, it yeah. can be. Absolutely. You're my well, man. we've got, uh, we're fortunate today to be joined by somebody who I consider, you know, to be yeah. a hero here locally, a cowboy by right some, by some, uh, Benjamin Brown, owner, general manager of Sat- Satchmo's Bar and Grill in Chesterfield. Uh, he's been at the forefront of the fight against uh, the St. Louis County lockdown, uh, Sam Page, shutdown orders for restaurants. Benjamin, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, I mean, you guys have been in the news a lot lately. Uh, there's a story yesterday, which we'll get to. But in general, you've basically taken the stand that we're going to allow indoor dining at our restaurant in Chesterfield, uh, despite Sam Page's what I consider to be an unconstitutional order. Um, tell us about that decision and kind of what, what's been going on at the restaurant. Well, I mean... One thing that's been made clear is that this will continue as long as people allow it to. And I felt that you know, I kind of had a duty to take a stand because if, if, if I don't, kind of, who will? And just looking at the information that the county was providing leading up to this order, just you couldn't really reconcile that with the policy decisions they were making. And they come out and tell you, uh, we're doing this because of the increase in hospitalizations, but yet they're telling us 50% of those hospitalizations are coming from other counties. They tell us that the main driver new spreads coming from small gatherings and homes and not from businesses. And then you have on October 28th, the head of the St. Louis pandemic task force himself on public radio saying, even if we shut down restaurants, it wouldn't make much of a difference because it's too widespread in the community. And a month later, when it's even more widespread in the community, they, they decided to take this action. And so I just, I saw what was happening and I saw the people being hurt by it. And I knew that it wasn't right. And someday when everyone reflects back on what happened during the pandemic, I want to be able to say that I didn't just go along with what everyone said. I stood up for what I believed in. Yeah, and you're not only fighting for your own livelihood as a restaurant owner, but but your people. I mean, your workers, your yeah. your managers. So talk about the toll that this whole uh, experience has taken, going back to when Paige first announced the shutdown back in, I think it was on St. Patrick's Day. Um, tell us, you know, what impact you've seen on your workers and, and your people there at the restaurant. Oh, well, it's, it's been devastating. Um, and for our particular business, my partner and I have owned Satchmo's for seven years and we've managed to increase sales 10% or more every year. And a couple months into this year, we were up 17% over the best year we had. So I remember having a conversation a few weeks before this all started coming out talking about how this is going to be our year, like things are really taking off, and little did we know what was right around the corner. And then we were limited to just the, the takeout sales, and we were forced to furlough and lay off a number of 
members of our staff and we lost a lot of good people, unfortunately. And that, that's kind of when I started getting involved as an advocate for my industry, just because I didn't know anyone else that was kind of involved in both uh, grassroots politics and also in the restaurant industry. And I saw areas where I could help, and I felt like I kind of had a responsibility. I started off uh, pursuing a executive order from the governor to allow um, cocktail sales to go, just to kind of add an additional revenue stream. And you know, I didn't really know where that would take me, but we ended up getting that done. I had no idea the, the rabbit hole I was going down because I've just kind of become like an unofficial lobbyist for the restaurant industry ever since it seems. Hey, Benjamin Smash here. I'm just wondering what kind of uh, adverse things, situations, or people have come your way out of this? What are they doing to you to mess with you? Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's been pretty ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if I'd use the word harassment, but, you know, yeah. when you hold a press conference at your restaurant and within hours they're showing up at your door to yank your permit, it certainly feels a little retaliatory wow. in nature. Yeah. Is that and, what they did? So tell tell the people what, what, what has the county done to you for, you know, operating uh, in violation, quote, unquote, of, of, of the order? Well, we continued to operate, and, you know, they, they would come in every couple, every other day just about and either deliver a notice or just come in and, you know, just a few times my employees said they stopped in, they didn't deliver a notice. They just kind of came in. Sometimes my employees were being ordered around. Uh, I mean, just to be clear, some of the people from the health department that came in were were just seemed like generally nice people, and they understood they were there to just do their job. So I don't want to paint them all with a broad brush because – I don't think it's right that I don't see people get attacked or criticized because they're just doing their job because I think that there are probably are people within the health department that agree with our stance and, you know, they're just, they're just doing what they have to do. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's been tough. And then, you know, we've been kind of demonized by some people and we've gotten, we were fortunate we had overwhelmingly positive support, but especially after the press conference, we had people calling in and just, cursing out my staff and just, you know, attacking us on social media. And so you get a lot of that stuff too. Yeah. We had actually had Senator Andrew Koenig on uh, last week to talk about his, you know, proposals to help, help folks in the restaurant industry. Um, Can you tell us where things stand legally? Cause I mean, you were part of the group of restaurants that filed a lawsuit, were you not? Yes. And so where does that stand at the moment? Oh, actually we had, um, Court of Appeals take up our case over the weekend. They give the county five days to respond. Uh, and that's kind of an extraordinary request to uh, ask the appeals court to intervene before the case has played out. So that was pretty big news for us when they decided to get involved. And the county had until yesterday to file their response. So from my understanding, that was done. And now uh, we'll be waiting on uh, a judge to respond to their response and see kind of where we go from there. So, Benjamin, uh, smash back again. There's got to be people out there saying you are not part of the solution. You are part of the problem. How do you respond to that kind of statement? Well, I would tell them to just look at what the medical professionals are saying in every other city and county in the yeah. state of Missouri. Right. I mean, look at I, I mentioned about what Dr. Garza said. Just December 3rd, Dr. Will Ross, who's the chair of the Joint Board of Health and Hospitals in St. Louis, said, I don't think it's proper to target one particular industry. Restaurants have been highlighted and to impose restrictions on them disproportionate to other businesses. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think the science supports that. So I really think that 
St. Louis County is alone on the island here. Uh, at a CARES oversight hearing just the other week, uh, Spring Smith, the director of health herself, said that the county doesn't have specific evidence that restaurants are contributing to the spike in cases. All they point to and say, in restaurants, people eat. And when you eat, you have to take off a mask. But yet the Home Depots and Walmarts that have remained open throughout yeah. the entire pandemic, they all have hundreds of associates. And they have to eat also. The only difference is they're cramming into a small break room where they take off their mask. <laughs> they don't have the same safeguards that are in place at a restaurant. They don't have the tables being sanitized after each time a person sits down or masks or socially distanced tables. So what's what's safer? I, I think that they're, they're weighing the effect of people dining in restaurants to what they consider a perfect scenario where everyone would just be bunkered down at home. They're not taking into account human behavior and what these people are actually doing. People are dining in other counties that don't have as many safeguards in place. Uh, I know I've talked to other restaurant owners and a lot of employees, especially younger ones, maybe in their younger 20s, they're, they're not working right now. They're getting together, socializing, maybe having some drinks and getting together in houses. Instead of being at work where they would have safeguards in place, they're out, you know, and I think there is concern that once this is over, there are going to be some people that get sick as a result from that. Yeah, you're listening to Benjamin Brown, owner of Satchmo's Bar and Grill in Chesterfield. Uh, this is the Mark Milton Show, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Benjamin, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, I was, I was actually going to bring up Walmart, because I actually went to Walmart last weekend. Yeah. I mean... It wall to wall people. Yeah. First of all, you got people picking stuff off the shelves, putting it back. Yeah, you've got people wearing masks, but you're still. I mean, when you're checking Having out, the you're fruit. when you're checking out. Yeah. There's no way to be less than three to five feet from the the, the cashier. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself at a restaurant. I mean, I I know you guys have tables spaced out and things like that. So really, the only people you're really exposed to are the people you're with and maybe the server. But the server's got a mask and can yeah. easily keep six to eight feet of distance. So I could not agree with you more in terms of the arbitrary nature. Uh, of the you know singling out restaurants as opposed to other types of businesses um let's talk about um you know as far as business itself i mean can you survive on carry out only because i know that i've talked to other restaurant owners and you know the margins just aren't there on food it's it's all about you know selling being able to have people sit down for an hour and a half drink yep. do that kind of thing if you're really going to make money as a restaurant tour what's your thought you know what are your thoughts on that it's absolutely not sustainable, and I mean that's evident by the the rest, permanent restaurant closures we're seeing announced almost on a daily basis now, and that's just going to continue to grow exponentially. And you know, it's food is the least profitable item that a restaurant sells. You make more profit, much more profit on mixed drinks and beer, and that's why I pushed so hard to get the law changed to allow that. Which you know, it helps, but still, it only helps up to a certain point. And you know, people like you said, they. They like to come in for the the experience, the atmosphere, yeah. and that's why you can sell a beer for four dollars at a bar. But when you go out to a grocery store, a high volume place, they don't have to make as high margins, and you can buy a six pack for quite a bit cheaper. We we have to be able to sell the experience of dining out. That's 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 part of our business. Model. And it's all about that upselling smash. As a former Roadhouse uh, server, no way, who excelled in the really? upselling. Oh yeah, <laughs> Texas Roadhouse baby, Champaign, well Illinois. It's all about upselling. You get people in, you sell them that extra drink. Yeah, 
You offer them the, you know, cheese and onions on their steak. That's what it's all about, Smash. You worked at Road, and you can't, you can't do that oh, when you're doing carryout. Oh, did you? No, uh, he gets it. He gets it. When we reopen, you need another job. You come talk to me. I may do that. Actually. <laughs> I may do that. Hey, let, let me ask Benjamin. Uh, just, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how preposterous is it to put forth a decree saying you cannot in, eat inside a restaurant? But you can eat outside in the middle of winter, man. Who? I mean, what, what kind of thought is that? I understand maybe in the summer you get away with it. But in the middle of winter, you are ruining people's businesses. You're ruining their lives, their families, the whole situation. What kind of mind puts that forth, man? Yeah, and it's just exacerbated because restaurants, you know, we've been asked to make all these sacrifices. Yeah. We've been asked to make all these adjustments at much expense to ourselves. And, I mean, switching the temporary throwaway menus, putting in plexiglass dividers. Uh, our restaurant, we pay for a weekly complete sanitation service where they come in and wow. sanitize every square inch of the place. And, yeah. you know, people have just, they've gone through such great lengths and just to follow every guideline that's been presented to you so you can remain open yeah. and then just have that yanked away without warning. It's just not right. Terrible. Yeah. And I want to talk about it. I'd be remiss if we didn't bring this up because there was an article yesterday, STL Today, mm -hmm. Post Dispatch, uh -huh. talking about, and, and happy birthday, by the way, belated. Your birthday was oh, recently. <laughs> and um, making a lot out of an exchange you had with one of Sam Page's fundraisers, okay, on social media. Talk about what happened there, uh, and, as well as any other communications you've had with his office about how to move forward. So this was this was where things started getting even more bizarre than they already were. Uh, I had I had a fundraiser that reached out to me and pretty much uh, I mean friend very friendly tone. Uh, I wasn't really sure now what to make of it. Are you friends with her? Know, I mean, do you have a like? Did you have a relationship with her before this exchange? I've, I've never met her in my entire life. Oh wow. Uh, a few weeks, yeah, and I saw in the post article that their comment kind of tried to insinuate that we were friends or something, which is even more odd. Wow. Uh, a few weeks, my only my only interaction with her a few weeks prior, I commented uh, offering some criticism to uh, Sam Page's COVID response on one of his social media posts, and she kind of commented in response, kind of being like very flattering and almost complimentary of my criticism. And then I clicked on the profile and saw that in the bio it said I raised lots and lots of money for politicians or something. And then I like clicked on the pictures and saw like a picture of standing next to a Sam Page sign and kind of started connecting the dots that she was a fundraiser for Sam Page. So obviously her compliments to uh, my criticism wasn't sincere. Yeah. And I kind of I accommodated like, what kind of game are you playing here? And she just wrote something along the lines of like, oh, thanks for playing with me. Ha ha. And then <laughs> wow. next thing I know, I, I, got a, I got a friend request from her. Yeah. And yeah. And so I, I don't know. She seemed nice in the conversation, but, you know, I, I didn't really know what to make of it. And one part that was left out is I even at one point I was kind of on the fence. But I didn't I, I didn't know what to think. And then I said, uh, if if for setting up a meeting, is there somebody within county government I should be talking to to set this up? Because I thought that would kind of tell me if this is something legit or something that I need, might need to be concerned about. And I was told, no, no, don't do that. Like I got it taken care of, more or less. And so, so to be clear, she, she you had, a, she had asked to to see if you could 
meet with him or would you be willing to meet with him and she could help broker that meeting? Is that essentially what she said? Yeah, and I, I stated, you know, like if things were to reopen, I think that we've had a lot of eyes on us when we've become kind of a leader in the industry. And, I mean, we, we've done this and we would continue to try to be like a leader to, you know, model like safe operation of a restaurant because we really have tried to go above and beyond even what the county has asked of us to keep our people safe and our customers. And she just kind of went on saying like, well, I think you should talk to Sam about your ideas. Like I think in insinuating that like there'd be some kind of deal to be made there, which is good. But at the same time, it's kind of frustrating and upsetting because I've been watching people's lives been upended and being destroyed. And we've been told that this isn't political. It's a hundred percent on the data. The only thing that's going to reverse this, this order is if the data supports that. And then I'm being told that there could be some kind of deal to be made that could reverse the order. And I just, I didn't really know what to make of that. And so I, you know, I, I reached out to my attorneys and you know, I had a, I, I'm kind of a little bit new at getting involved in the political fray in this manner. And I don't understand like the legality as far as anything like that. And I, I was a little concerned what I, I didn't know what I was getting into and I didn't know who this person was. So I reached out to a friend of mine who's uh, more involved in St. Louis politics that knows like the different people and also knows the legal side a lot more. And I just sent him the full transcript and they said, they said that it was completely inappropriate. Like, you know, like your gut that something might be wrong was right. And like they said, the best thing to do is you don't want to get pulled into something like shady or that get in over your head. It's the best thing to do is try to have full transparency and, you know, just like get these messages out there and they asked if I, they could share them. And after hearing that, I mean, someone in my shoes, I feel like I didn't really have a choice. I said, sure. Yeah. And a few hours later, I'm getting a call from the post dispatch. And the next thing I know, kind of, blew up into this big story. Wow. 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 Benjamin, I got an idea for you. When all this subsides, you have, it's almost like the extension of the single digit high sign. If you know what I'm saying, you have mm-hmm. on the menu, the Sam page COVID <laughs> casserole. What do you think about it? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, well, at least I spent a couple of new cocktail names out of this and nothing else. <clears throat> Well, hey, we appreciate you being with us. I'm sure you've got a lot going on. Um, so we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Uh, we're rooting for you and everybody in the industry. Yep. I know um, a lot of people are hurting, and, and hopefully we can get back to, to normal sometime soon. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, take care. All right. Wow, that's, that's a sharp guy right there. Yeah, I mean, that's an astute fellow. The restaurant industry is in good yep. hands with him leading the fight. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was shocking to me. I assumed he knew. This Angela, who's the fundraiser for uh-huh. Paige, yeah. had a relationship before and yeah. knew, knew her. The fact that he didn't, I mean, I, I'd encourage listeners to go read the article uh, that was just published uh, on, I guess it was on Wednesday, mm-hmm. in the Post-Dispatch, um, discussing the exchange they had. And, I mean, you talk about pay-to-play. Pay I mean, we just we just had one county executive go to prison for pay-to-play, yeah. and now you've, it sounds like Paige is... is, is now, at least his minions, his people are out mm-hmm. there trying to broker meetings. I mean, she's a fundraiser. Yeah. Her job is to raise money for him. Yeah. So the inevitable, I mean, if he had a staff member who was on his official county staff that wanted to broker a meeting, why wouldn't they be doing it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's why That's why you have the Milton Law Group. You understand this stuff. People, I'm telling you, this guy has the angle on everything <laughs> because he understands everything. Milton Law Group, check him out. Let me just say on a biblical level. The devil will send a seductress, and that seductress 
will sucker you into doing and being something that you ain't. So, Benjamin, do not fall for the ploy of the devil. That's what it sounds like. And it sounds like I may have a server opportunity are, at Satchmo's if, well, if the law practice doesn't I, work out. I had forgotten that. Which would be great. Right. I'm I sure can, my wife. I cannot I've, believe you were working at Texas you knew that. Roadhouse. Yeah, man. That, you know, my name tag said <clears throat> Big Country. That was the name no tag. Because you know, everybody have name tags. Wow. Yeah. Great. One of the ever, best jobs I've ever had. Really? It's a great, yeah, it's a great chain. I mean. I love going there for the buttered buns, man. Oh, Holy Honey mackerel. cinnamon butter. Woo. I mean, it's as good as you can find. Exactly. And then they got these big hunks of meat in the window right over there. You know, you can look at it right through the case and everything. That's, uh, that's salivating. Hey, before, me we, that way, man. before we wrap up the segment, I want to tell, I want to tell everybody about our newest sponsor. Oh. Andy, Andy Newbold, nice. mortgage, mortgage banker nice. with First Bank here yeah. in St. Louis. Uh, we just refinanced recently with all these low interest rates. Yeah, we're saving about three hundred bucks a month nice. on our mortgage payment. Really? Uh, the process. I've I've gone through the mortgage process. I've gone through the refi process with yeah. other other banks, other mortgage brokers. This was the best experience I've ever had nice. doing doing a refinance or doing a mortgage. Um, so I couldn't be happier to have him on board as a sponsor. He listens to the that? show. Yeah, Andy Newbold uh, again with First Bank. You can check him out. Um, He's got a Facebook page, Andy Newbold, First Bank. Check him out there. Yeah. If you want to email him directly, you can email him at andy.newbold at fbol.com. Again, that's andy.newbold at fbol.com. And you can even call him on his cell phone. If you want to call Andy directly, if you're interested in doing a refinance right mm -hmm. now, rates are incredibly low. Yeah, they are. So, and, and home values are still, despite COVID, are still very high, yeah. especially in this area. Uh, so you can give him a call at 314 660 2223 again 314-660-2223 it's andy newbold give him a shot if you're in the market for a refinance or a new home please give him a shot i, I can assure you won't be disappointed with him beautiful so, welcome yeah absolutely so this is the mark milton All show right. with the smash broadcasting from the miller furniture studios presented by stltaxlawyer.com we'll be right back in a second